when foods are grown out of season, they aren't able to follow their natural growing and ripening rhythms. So in order for certain vegetables and fruits to be available year round, post-harvest treatments um, known as ripening agents are typically used. These include chemicals, gases, and heat processes. None of that stuff is good for you. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show, where you'll learn how to get your mind right so that your body will follow. I'm Trudy Stone, certified culinary nutritionist, TV guest expert, and author. After self-hacking my mind and body to lose 30 pounds, I now help busy, overwhelmed women use stress as their superpower so that they can rise above it and become more calm, resilient, and physically fit. Each week, not only will you learn nutrition and stress management habits, you'll also learn about the power of food to enhance your mental and physical well-being and how to overcome your battles with living a healthier lifestyle. The secret to eating healthier, improving your mood, and increasing your energy are not only about what you put in your stomach, it's also about what's going on in your brain. So congratulations on showing up. I promise to support you on your health journey with every single episode. Let's begin. Welcome to the Mind Your Body Show. This is culinary nutritionist Trudy Stone, and I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. Look, y'all, this might be a shorter episode today, but I promise you it'll be just as juicy. Now, as the weather starts to cool down, you may notice a slight shift physically. Maybe you feel like your digestion is off. Maybe you feel bloated, or maybe you feel yourself just feeling super tired at the end of the day. So today I'm going to share how to give your body the support that it needs to thrive during the change in seasons so you feel energized and at your very best. Now, this is a topic that I shared recently on on the TV show City Line, and I got some questions about it. So I thought I would just actually turn this into a podcast episode and share some of the tips that I shared on that City Line episode. Now, with the change in season, we can actually see that change in our environment, right? We see various changes all around us, like, you know, just like we see flowers budding in the springtime, which is my favorite time of year, and leaves that also start to shed in the fall. So fall is actually my ultimate favorite season, followed by spring and then summer. I know, crazy, right? (laughs) But, you know, also we find that animals hibernate with the arrival of winter and so on and so on. As human beings, we're also part of that same ecology. So our bodies are greatly influenced by our external environment. Eating natural whole foods in accordance with the changes in seasons will help you to achieve nutritional balance throughout the year. So eating in-season foods will help your body to adjust to the changing climate. And it's also going to help your body to defend itself against illnesses that are typical at this time of the year. So also you may be getting more nutrients as well when you eat in seasoned foods, because research shows us that foods that are nutritionally richest when they were picked and eaten during their season. So for example, one study found out that broccoli that's grown during its peak season, which happens to be in the fall, by the way, had a higher vitamin C content than broccoli grown during the spring. When foods are grown out of season, they aren't able to follow their natural growing and ripening rhythms. So in order for certain vegetables and fruits to be available year round, post-harvest treatments um, known as ripening agents are typically used. These include chemicals, gases, and heat processes. None of that stuff is good for you. These processes allow foods to be produced in mass quantities by slowing down that ripening process. They also help to protect the produce from bacteria and other pathogens on their long journey from 
whatever fields they're coming from to your local grocery store. Now, while this process ensures that farmers can meet consumer demand year round, researchers have found that artificially ripened produce is often not as nutritious or even tasty as naturally ripened produce. Just think about like when you eat fruits that are in season, like in the summertime when we eat those fresh, juicy strawberries, right? They taste a lot sweeter in the summertime than they do if we were to buy like a carton of strawberries in January, right? So today it's just so easy to transport food long distances that we just take it for granted that we can eat, I don't know, pineapple in January or just have, you know, our avo toast every single day. Yet many of us have no clue when fruits and veggies are actually in season where we live. And that's why time to time, I on Instagram, I typically will post, not all the time, not always the greatest with this, but sometimes I will post like what's in season for that particular month. And I find those are actually some of my most popular posts. And I think it's because people really just don't know when foods are typically in season. Now it's also cheaper, okay? It's cheaper to eat in season foods. When a fruit or a vegetable's in season, it's abundant. So not surprisingly, it's available at a lower price. So for example, you know, summer is berry season, all right? So that's why strawberries and other berries are so cheap during the summer months. Now, meanwhile, if you're craving, let's say, grapefruit in July, you're probably going to pay twice as much as you would in December. And that's because grapefruit is in season during the winter. A lot of people don't know that. Grapefruit is in season in the winter. So the supply is higher, which drives down the price. Now, when the season transitions, our bodies also go through its own transition. And sometimes that adjustment period can get suppressed by built up toxins, especially with all of the overindulgences like, you know, sweet treats, all the, those popsicles, the ice cream and all those other treats and maybe alcohol that we've been indulging in during the summertime. In Ayurveda, which is one of the world's oldest healing systems, they call eating in season Ritu Chara. Okay, so Ritu Chara, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. So this is an Ayurvedic practice comprised of two words. So Ritu, which means season, so that's R-I-T-U, okay, so that means season, and then Chara, so C-H-A-R-Y-A, which means regimen or discipline. So the concept, the consequence, I'm making up words here on the podcast today, I'm not even going to edit this out, we're going to leave this in. <laughs> the concept of Ritu Chara is about how to eat seasonally and what to eat during each season to maintain health and also to prevent disease. Okay. So besides the health benefits you get by eating in season, seasonal foods, they just taste better. Okay. Just like I talked about earlier, those summer berries, right? They just taste so much sweeter. And I was actually thinking about this side note. I was actually thinking about this when I was sitting out on my back deck. And this was like a couple of months ago in the summertime. And, you know, one of the things I really love to do is like making like a fruit and cheese plate. And I just watch my TV shows outside of my deck and I have my fruit and cheese plate. I know it sounds very bougie. <laughs> but what I did notice one day was like, I was like, oh, my God, like, because this summer, for some reason, I ate more berries than, I don't know, last summer. I don't know why. But I found that when I was sitting outside and I was eating those berries, like the strawberries, I'm like, oh my goodness, like these strawberries just taste amazing. Like they're so sweet and they're so juicy and they never taste this way when I try to eat smooth, you know, um, eat strawberries in like January, right? So it just tastes better. Okay. So take advantage of those foods that are in season, even just besides the health benefits, all right? You're just going to enjoy your food so much more. Okay, so not only are you going to enjoy your food so much more, not only are you going to get even more nutrients, again, it's going to be easier on your wallet as well, because you're eating foods that are abundant during that time of year. 
So foods that support your immunity should also be added to your diet. So here are some of my favorites. So beta carotene foods. Okay. So beta carotene has powerful antioxidant activity, allowing it to help to reduce inflammation in your body as well as fighting off oxidative stress. Okay. So the richest sources of beta carotene are foods that are yellow, orange, um, red fruits and veggies as well. And definitely some leafy greens. Okay. So some other sources are, you know, carrots, pumpkin, sweet potato, red bell peppers, you know, these are in season right now. Um, so apricots, kale, spinach, and collard greens. Okay. Vitamin C foods like citrus fruits and red bell peppers, those improve the health of your immune system by providing anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. So red bell peppers are in season normally from about July to November and citrus fruits, which I talked about earlier, are usually in season from about November to April. Okay. Now don't wait until you get sick to start pumping in, you know, pumping in that vitamin C. And a lot of people do this. Like they get the sniffles and like, oh my goodness, time to start popping those vitamin C tablets or like guzzling down orange juice. Like it's going out of style, right? No vitamin C. That is a nutrient that you, you need to make sure that you're constantly getting in your body at all times. So don't wait until you get those first signs of a cold to take vitamin C because that's too late. I always tell people it's like, you know, um, putting up an umbrella after you've been standing out in the rain for like 20 minutes and then you decide to open the umbrella. By then it's too late, right? You're soaking wet. So that's the same thing with vitamin C. You want to make sure you're getting enough vitamin C in your body throughout the year. Okay, just constantly. Don't wait till you're sick to do it. Now, bone broth. We all know that gut health plays a really major role. Well, maybe we don't, we don't all know this, but gut health does play a major role in immune function. So consuming bone broth, that works as an excellent immune system booster food. So bone broth supports immune function by promoting the health of your gut and reducing inflammation caused by leaky gut syndrome. So the collagen and amino acids found in bone broth help to seal openings in the gut lining and support its integrity. Okay, now bone broth is really easy to make. A lot of people are intimidated by it. Like they might be intrigued by it and they might want to make it or they might want to consume it, but they're just intimidated by the process of making bone broth. And when I did it myself the first time, I was like, oh my God, this is so much easier than, you know, people make this out to be. Now, a lot of people are, are buying like, you know, pre-packaged bone broth in the grocery store, like in the freezer section. I see this in like health food stores. So for like, I, I don't know, like maybe like 12 bucks. It depends on where you live, right? I live in Canada, so everything is freaking expensive up here, right? So if you go to the health food store, let's say, and you buy like bone broth that's already pre-packaged, like you might be paying like 12 bucks and you only get like a cup of bone broth, maybe two if you're lucky, okay? Now, if you make it at home, you're gonna get like, you're gonna just maximize your dollars. Your dollars are just gonna go so much farther. So just make it at home. Um, I do this in my Instant Pot, which is also a slow cooker. You can do this on the stove as well, but it's just really simple. I did an Instagram story about this and that was actually really popular. And then that made me realize as well, like people wanna know how to do this, they just don't know how, right? So I'll just give you the Coles notes of it right now. Um, so basically what you want to do is you want to start with your, your bones, okay? You can, I use beef bones, okay? So you put that in your pot or in your slow cooker, and then you just put enough water in there just to kind of cover the bones. And then I put apple cider vinegar in there, okay? So apple cider vinegar is going to help to draw out the nutrients from the bones, okay? So you let that sit for maybe about half an hour. Then you add the rest of your water. So depending on how many bones you have in there, like if I put like maybe one to two pounds of bones in there, I'm putting maybe about... I don't know, like 10 to 12 cups of water. Okay. So you want to put the water in, then you want to chop up some veggies. Okay. So think of your like holy trinity of veggies. Like when you're like, you know, making your, your Christmas turkey or, or whatever you guys, you know, celebrate whenever you eat turkey, right? You take your celery, you take your carrots and you take your onions. You chop that up, 
pop that in the water. Okay, you can add other things in there too. Sometimes I add a little bit of ginger in there too. And then on my slow cooker, I just let it cook for like 24 hours. You can also do this on your stove as well. Just make sure that you put it on low. Okay, so if you're gonna go to bed, go night, night, right? You wanna make sure you're not burning your house down, okay? So just put it on low. You just cook it for like about 24 hours, okay? So you do that and then boom, you're gonna have bone broth. It is so simple, guys, okay? A lot of times we make things out to be so much harder than they actually are. But when you try it, you're like, oh shoot, that wasn't as hard as I thought it was. I can do this, right? So just try, guys. Just try, okay? Try the bone broth. Tired of eating the same thing? Do you hate meal planning? Do you wish you could plan healthy meals faster and less time? Get instant access to my ultimate meal planning toolkit for healthy eating success. In the free toolkit, you'll receive meal planning best practices and hacks so that you can stop feeling stuck a meal planning template to keep you organized, a list of the healthiest foods to help you meet your health goals, and healthy recipes so that you can take back control of your health and get into the habit of planning meals more consistently. You can grab the free guide by clicking on the link in the show notes or by heading to trudyestone.com forward slash meal prep. All right, so I digress. Where was I? I promised you this was going to be a short episode, and here I am talking on and on and on, all right? <laughs> so in the fall and the winter, warming and comforting foods like sweet potatoes. I love those sweet potatoes. I can do so many things with them. Um, carrots and squash that I mentioned earlier, that's going to provide your body with the antioxidants that it needs at this time of the year, like vitamin C, okay? And that's going to help to support your immune function, Okay. In the winter, we gravitate to foods that grow beneath the ground, and therefore those foods ground us, and they give us the warmth and the nourishment that we need during those colder months. So fall also brings us the biggest harvest of apples, and that's a fruit that's filled with fiber and pectin to help us digest those bulkier foods we're eating for warmth. And now apples, like I, oh, I love apples so much, because let me tell you why, okay? And I didn't even plan on telling all these stories here today. I'm just like, as I'm mentioning things, like things are popping into my head. So just bear with me, guys. Okay, this is going to help you. So when I was trying to lose weight, and this was like several years ago now, right? Um, One of the things that I started to do was I eat an apple about 30 minutes before I ate my lunch. I would typically do this like during like before lunch, right? So if I was at my desk or whatever, I would have an apple about 30 minutes before my lunch and then I would eat my lunch and I would find that I wouldn't eat as much and that I actually felt more satisfied when I did that. And that's because of the fiber you're going to get from the apple. So that's a really good trick that you can try if you're someone who's trying to maybe even lose weight or maintain weight, maybe do something like that. Like apples also make a really great snack as well because they have that fiber in them. Um, So, you know, another thing I would do is I would just take some apple slices and I would just, well, get an apple and I would cut it into slices because I'm a baby y'all like for some reason I cannot just like take an apple this is a weird fact about me I cannot just take an apple and just bite into it I need to cut it into slices right I have those apple slices I just I find it more fun to eat that way so I cut it in slices I might sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on there okay so for blood sugar control and cinnamon also has that bit of a sweet kind of vibe to it too right Uh, And then I might just dip it in some almond butter and that would be like my snack. So that could be like a 3 p.m. snack too. If your head's gonna hit the keyboard, you need a snack, right? Just doing something like that, okay? 
So anyways, I digress. So what was I talking about here? I wanted to talk about, oh, I want to talk about your liver for a second. So if there's one organ that's essential to focus on, that is your liver. And this usually gets taxed during the summer months because of all those increases in those overindulgencies. Okay, so like those sweet treats I talked about earlier and a lot of alcohol. Because a lot of us, man, we were dying to hit those patios, right? So we went to the patio with the girls or, you know what I mean, with your your man or whoever it was you went to the patio with, and maybe you were just throwing back drinks, right? So your liver kind of took a little bit bit of a beating during the summer, perhaps. No judgment, okay? Now, (laughs) the liver, it actually has a lot of work to do in your body. The liver is like a very, very busy organ. I don't know if you guys remember, like, this is how I kind of picture the liver. Has anybody out there, have any of you guys actually watched that show called In Living Color, like back in the days? Okay. Now there was this family or there was this segment and it was called Haymon. And it was like this Jamaican family and everybody in the family had like 18 jobs. Okay. That's like your liver. Your liver has so many different jobs. I don't know why I just thought about that. I swear y'all, I have not been drinking. I'm recording this at 1125 in the morning. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like, all these stories are coming to my head because I want to, I always want people to understand nutrition in an easier way and in a fun way. Okay. So now whenever you think about your liver, now you're going to think about in living color and Haymon, right? So anyways, back to your liver. Liver, Your liver has a lot of work to do in your body, okay? It has the really important task of sifting waste and purifying your blood, okay? With the goal of removing any harmful stuff after it travels through your stomach and your intestines before it gets to the rest of your body. The liver decides which things are beneficial to your body and which things aren't, okay? So this is where phase one and phase two detoxification come in, if you've ever heard of this before. So if its spidey senses go off and if your liver finds something toxic like lurking around, first in phase one detoxification, um, detoxification, it separates the bad items from your blood. Then in phase two, it clears your body of the suspect compounds by hauling them away in your bile, And your bile is the fluid that is secreted by the liver and it's stored in the gallbladder, which helps you to digest food. Okay. So you can kind of think about phase one and phase two of detoxification, almost like when you're doing your laundry, right? And you're separating like your whites from your colors from the, you know, from however you do your laundry. Okay. So that's phase one part of the detoxification. Okay. And then phase two is like when it's actually like clearing everything out. So you can kind of think of like the water kind of like running out, like as you're kind of doing your, your laundry, it's in the washing machine and then all the water kind of comes out. Right. Kind of think about it like that. Um, I'm big on analogies guys, when it comes to explaining like complex things. So I always like to do that to kind of help you kind of, you know, cement that concept that I'm trying to teach you. Okay. So your mission is to eat a variety of whole foods. Okay. So things like beets, which I love. And if you're kind of like, "Mm, I don't know about beets, I want you to go to my website and I'm going to link this recipe in the show notes, go to my website and search for beet latte. Okay. So it is a latte that I made out of roasted beets. Um, So I'm not going to go into detail how I made it, but it is simple to make and it's absolutely delicious. It's beautiful to drink. It is fun to drink. Okay. So I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. You guys will absolutely enjoy it. Okay. I promise. So beets, um, we want to add the broccoli in there, cauliflower. Um, There's a cauliflower taco recipe on my website as well that you guys can check out. I'm going to pop that in the show notes for you so you guys can get some more of that cauliflower. Um, Kale, try to squeeze in those greens wherever and however you can. Have that big green salad for lunch you know, freeze the kale and then pop it in your smoothie in the morning. So it blends up easier. Okay. Cabbage is also another great one for your liver as well. All of these foods, 
This is going to keep that process humming along, and it's also going to protect your liver from those harmful toxins during the detoxification process. So these foods also contain special compounds, which remove toxins from your body. Okay. So I don't want you to think about detoxification as, oh, I got to go on a detox. I got to go on this big, long cleanse for like seven days where I eat nothing but like one carrot and maybe a few glasses of water. Okay. Your body is constantly detoxifying itself. Okay. So your mission is to eat a wide variety of foods to help your body along with this process. Okay. So what is in season? So maybe you want to start eating, eating seasonally, but you're just not sure what's actually in season, but depending on where you live, it can make a difference in what's available to you during each season. But just to kind of give you a general idea, here's what's available in the fall. Okay. So we got apples. All right. So go apple picking as well. And then you'll get some exercise and you're going to get some great nutrients from some delicious apples. Okay. So there you go. Two birds with one stone. You just killed right there. (laughs) Beets um, is in season. Bell peppers, broccoli, carrots. Okay. Those leafy greens, pumpkin. All right. Eat that pumpkin. There's a pumpkin chili um, recipe on my website. And I really hope I remember to put all these in the show notes. I should have a notepad here, but uh, pumpkin chili. I do have that on the on the website as well. That's absolutely delicious. When you add the canned pumpkin in there, it just kind of makes the chili like thick and just, oh, it's just amazing. So just try it. All right. And let me know what you think. So as for the winter, because we're also heading into the winter months and I want to make sure you guys are covered there. Um, what's in season is Brussels sprouts, cabbage, leeks. I love some leeks. Okay. So cut those up, you know, like saute them and just add them to different dishes oranges, you know, Swiss chard, um, winter squash, things like that. Okay. You can also just do a quick Google search and just type in like where you live plus what's in season. Okay. So if you live in Ohio, like Ohio plus what's in season, if you live in Vancouver, Vancouver plus what's in season. Okay. So just try doing that. So now I have a question for you. Have you left me a review yet? I see that many of you are listening to the podcast week after week. So if you appreciate the knowledge that I'm throwing down each week, please head over to iTunes to leave me a review. In fact, why not do it right now after you stop listening to this episode? It will only take a couple of minutes, I promise. And I would really, really appreciate it. Okay, so right after this podcast, your homework is to make sure that you subscribe if you haven't already, okay? And to leave me a review, okay? So please go ahead and do that. I would really appreciate it. I'm seeing so many of you listening to this podcast and I'm so glad that you're enjoying it, but I also wanna hear what you're enjoying about this podcast. I also wanna think you hear about what you think about this podcast. And this also helps me to reach more people when I get more ratings and when I get more reviews and when I get more subscribes. So I could really use your help, y'all. If you guys can do that for me, that would be greatly appreciated. So I do hope that you enjoy eating some of these in-season foods. And hey, you know, find me on the gram and let me know which of the in-season foods you're going to eat. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Body Show. I hope that you learned something new to help you transform your life and your body. For more after the show, make sure to head over to TrudyEStone.com. That's where you'll find all of the show notes. Also make sure to head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a rating to let us know what you thought about the episode. And remember, get your mind right and your body will follow. Thanks for tuning in.